Yo, this is Ty from Novex. Make sure you go check out Novex. It's available now. You can check it out on YouTube channel. Galaxy of Film. Appreciate the support. Holla. You're listening to Galaxy of Film. Back to the brain ups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, and this week I am joined none other than by uh, Cam Sully from the Jacked Up Review Show. How are you doing, bro? Very good. Glad to share the room with the number one Star Wars fan. <laughs> I know that's right, man. How have you been? It's been a few weeks since you've been on here. We just got past Christmas. Um, we're approaching the New Year's season, man. What is new in your life going on here? Uh, it's been very wacky. Just been. Doing different exercise workouts to balance out my sleep schedule and mm. kick this insomnia in the ass. But what's funnier is I just got made the groomsmen of my brother's upcoming wedding, so the pressure's oh, on. Congratulations, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? Uh, it's been fun just kind of uh, uh, just mashing our minds together, and I applaud all you do and mm. how you keep rebranding the show and finding different subjects to talk about but it's so wild how just that there's more conventions opening up but it's kind of <laughs> back to square one seeing which ones are reliable and which ones aren't going to cancel last minute or you know no i absolutely understand with that man i appreciate recognizing that too yeah i always try to keep the show fresh and whatnot um especially having a little tie-in episodes just like this week how we're talking ferrari and ford versus ferrari always a lot of fun having things like that here um, but yeah, just pushing through, man. Pushing through. Um, for Christmas, didn't do too much. Had to go visit the family. Now my girlfriend's family. Go see mine. Um, go see Kayla, the niece and nephew as well. Uh, my niece is obsessed with Ninja Turtles ever since I took her to see Mutant Mayhem this past summer. Oh, wow. So, the animated. Yeah, yeah. The Seth Rogen one. So I got her a bunch of Ninja Turtle toys for Christmas, and she loved it. It was great. Um, favorite is Donatello. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I, but, she likes the peaceful warrior. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank God, man. She's she's a she's a demon. I swear, bro. I was getting her lightsabers every every holiday up until now. <laughs> she might want to join the clan. <laughs> yeah, not for real, for real, man. But yeah, like I said, this week we are of course talking about Ferrari and also Ford versus Ferrari. Um, before we go ahead and dive into that, though, let's go ahead and have a couple announcements to go over here at Galaxy of Film. Um, of course, a new episode of Awards Bait dropped this week. Um, Jake actually had Naima Saeed come on, who was the producer of my next film, Goonies and Agony, which is exciting. And then also, Awards Bait is officially now on YouTube as well, guys. So on top of Awards Bait, of course, we also have my latest short film I did with our brother, Tyler Jansen. Check that out, guys. Um, it's been out for a little bit now. It was a ton of fun filming that project. Um, we also still have the GoFundMe for my next film going on, Goonies and Agony. Link down below if you guys want to help support that film and support the brand. Uh, and like the car I mentioned last week in our Wonka episode, we do have the event coming up January 4th in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, we are premiering my film, Goonies and Agony, and doing a Galaxy of Film Shortcase at the Cameo Theater. It'll be a lot of fun. I got everyone from Galaxy of Film coming. So if you're in the local area, come check it out, guys. It'll be a lot of fun. But let's go ahead and talk news this week, Cam. 
Um, first of all, I'm kind of curious, man, with this first piece of news. Um, right, right off the bat, we do have Despicable Me 4 in a new Megamind series in the works. Are you a fan oh. of like Illumination projects compared to Pixar? Like, Where do you stand with them as a studio? I think they're good kind of for more simple popcorn stuff. Like, I was really impressed by the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I don't feel like they have as big a connection as, say, uh, you know, Pixar. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can't really remember the last, you know, speaking of Megamind, I can't remember the last time I've seen any real big DreamWorks projects. I know they got another Shrek in the works, but. Yeah, dude, that's also number the same studio of Minions, which is interesting. Yep. So we'll have to just see when that comes out eventually. But how are you feeling about Despicable Me 4 in the new Mega Man series? I'm sure it'll do more decent business. I'm not really big on the franchise, but for those mm-hmm. who are, I'm sure the writers and directors and comedians will have something to offer. I feel you, man. I'm a big, big Minions fan, actually, as, as weird as that says to sound out loud. No, that's um, fine. It's a good for, uh, I'm sure Steve Carell gets plenty of fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> for Despicable Me 3, my friends and I all dressed up as Minions. Uh, and then for Minions 2, about a year. That was last year, I think, right? Yeah, Minions 2 was last year. Um, really? Minions 2, we all dressed up as well. Full face paint, overalls, yellow shirts. It's a whole nine yards, man. It's always a great there time. There you go. Gotta, wow. gotta give, give us some minion love, of course. So yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> pumped for a fourth Despicable Me. I'll definitely see it opening night in theaters. Um, Megamind's an interesting one. I'll, I'll check out the pilot of the show because it's it not a film out? series. Like 09? 010? I think, it was been, I think 2010, was actually, man. Hold on, let me look that up. That's yeah. a good question. Megamind. <laughs> 2010, yeah. 2010. Man. In a minute. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird this is coming out what 14 years later that's crazy yeah Whew. did you see the speaking of news did you see the kennedy center honors last night on cbs i did not know tell us about it's it 46 annual uh, queen latifah was doing a tribute to all the hip-hop guys they were doing a tribute to diane warwick and barry mm-hmm. gibb of the bgs oh nice man nice all right Father got off his ass and watched it, so that that's how important it was. Because you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of more like it's not like really as annual as like say Tonys or Emmys. It's kind of mm-hmm. more like the Golden Gloves, where they'll sneak in some recent stuff with some you know anniversary salutes to those who've been pioneering said sure. genres and arts. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it seemed like a pretty good turnout and pretty straightforward. That's what's up, man. I'm sure you guys will hear more about that on Awards Bay next week from Jake as well, too. Obviously doing all the awards coverage and whatnot. Yeah, um, I gotta see if okay, we should <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah, man, that sounds awesome right there. Um, the next piece of news I have real quick for us is about a little A24 film that I know a lot of us were kind of hoping that would come out this year or late last year and unfortunately just didn't. Um, that is the third entry in the X trilogy, Maxine, and that is officially releasing next year in 2024. Um, wow. now Cam, we already did episodes on X and an LFG on Pearl on the mm-hmm. Galaxy of Film podcast. What are your thoughts on, on this series so far from Ty West? I, I, I like Ty West in general. I think, as I think we've even talked a bit about it before, he's very unpredictable. He's done very unusual genres. He's done mystery. He's even done a violent Western. He's done all kinds of creepy crawly stuff. Um, uh, Given how these movies were just both back to back and just and I just struck a chord with genre fans, I, I think he's gonna 
keep messing around with the Pearl character some more, and uh, there's no telling where this could go, really, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of X. Um, I liked it off my initial watch, but once it kind of sat with me, it kind of, like, soured a bit. Um, really, really loved Pearl. Pearl's a lot of fun, though. So I've been excited for this third entry. Um, I'm really curious because I know she goes like the big city and kind of like capitalizes on the porn industry. So I'm I'm curious yeah. to see like how far they want to take this one for sure. What do you think of Maya Goth in general? I know she was just in a Brandon Cronenberg film. Oh, oh, was that uh, Infinity, Infinity Pool? Pool? Uh, yeah. See, I I hated Infinity Pool actually. That was like my second movie date I with my girlfriend. <laughs> I absolutely hated Infinity Pool. Um, but I like Goth. She, she's all right, you know. I, I hate that she's being almost typecast, and I and I say that because of Infinity Pool. It feels very much that she's yes. going to play like the crazy white lady kind of thing in all the films, where it's like she's just losing her mind constantly, almost like the Harley Quinn esque character. Um, uh. <laughs> and it's kind of a shame, you know. I want to see her branch out a bit more. I haven't seen Nymphomaniac or um, oh, what was what was her other big film before she did X. I God. saw that she's in Survivalist, uh, which I heard is decent. Uh, she's in the new version of Suspiria. That's what it is, she Suspiria. In, I haven't seen that. She was in High Life with Pattinson. I haven't... Uh, but, yeah, uh, well, with Infinity Pool, I've only seen uh, the earlier films by Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David. Mm-hmm. Uh, Possessor and antiviral, I think you'd like those better, but what do I know? I, <laughs> this is a very subjective genre, you know? <laughs> no, it is, absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, and it's even more annoying having to explain to people, hey, you know, there's kind of a bit of horror, mystery, and action and everything, you know? <laughs> no, truly, man. It, it's weird. I need to dive a bit more into his filmography. I, don't, I need to dive more into Ty West's filmography as well, even Goths, too. Because um, I am excited for this, and it just kind of adds up more and more. But overall, like I said, uh, Infinity Pool was not, not my cup of tea, honestly. I was not a big fan of it. That's oh, fine. <laughs> um, which is weird, because I like the Skarsgård brothers quite a bit. And I, I could not stand... I think it was Alexander in this one? I think mistaken. so. Yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. Like, he seems to be better on TV. I've seen him in a few war movies he's been good in. But then I see him in, you know, crap like Tarzan. And he's having trouble carrying these movies if they don't give him something, you know? I liked him in uh, The Northman, actually, though. He's solid in that. All right. All right. Did you have a chance to watch uh, The Northman, Robert Eggers? Uh, I haven't. I, I've seen Eggers' previous films, but... Um, okay. I, I need gotcha. to catch the hell up, dude. I'm still... <laughs> it worked out. It's been a busy year uh, and a half, man, for films. or almost two years at this point. So, I mean, I understand falling behind. Like, my December releases, I've only seen Wonka... Um, obviously caught Ferrari for this episode, and tonight I'm getting a chance to watch The Boy and the Heron after we record the podcast. Um, there you go. So yeah, just catch it up, man. So I, I definitely understand on that that front. Did you see any TV spots for the new Ferrari? I didn't see anything, but this apparently is a new indie film company. I just knew Michael Mann was attached to it, but I didn't know oh, this that. Is, um, <laughs> this is Neon. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Neon also did uh, that uh, Kristen Stewart uh, Princess Diana movie that we did on the podcast called Spencer. And they also did a Nick Cage movie I love called Pig. So they're, they're, they're up and coming for sure, man. But they've got a, like a strong library so far. Like, I'd say there's solid competition for A24. Um, but yeah. <laughs> they, might, they might end up blending, merging. <laughs> I could see that too, honestly. Especially because Ferrari, I know it came down to a bidding war between Neon and A24, actually. Funny enough. 
Wow. Um, yeah, I like their stuff so far. Um, but no, to answer your question, I sold no promo at all for Ferrari. The the most I saw about this movie was a couple of uh, stills on Twitter <laughs> from like discussing film and whatnot. Um, but that's that's pretty right. much it for this. People are gonna give it a boost because hey, you know Pen- Penelope Cruz and uh, Adam Driver, you know, unrecognizable. <laughs> no, yeah, truly, man, really. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I knew Man wanted to make the. That's kind of a cool segue. He was actually for the longest time pitching the original. Uh, you know, for Ford versus Ferrari is just then he left over creative differences. <laughs> yeah, isn't he still an executive producer on Ford versus Ferrari? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much always the compromise. If you've been creatively involved, even if they don't use any of your pitches or ideas, you still get some kind of credit, which is always so funny because you'll see that with plenty of other movies. It's like that is true. It always makes you wonder <laughs> what is your involvement? Did you do reshoots? Did you get fired halfway? What, what's going on? <laughs> That is true, man. That is true. Who knows? Who knows? Spielberg but... pitched it or gave money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead and take a quick break, guys, and go over our stream of the week and our rating system in case you're new to the show. This stream of the week is brought to you by Dakari. So when we get back, guys, we're going to go ahead and start talking about Ford versus Ferrari. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the roof. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Hello, this is Natalie. Greetings, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. This is Dakari Holder coming at you live right about now from Galaxy FM Headquarters Podcasting Territory. And today for Stream of the Week, I'm going to be discussing with you guys a film that I watched recently. Took me a while to watch it because I knew about it since I was in elementary school when I was into Kung Fu Cinema, but I just never sat down and watched it. It's starring this Indonesian Chinese actor and slash martial artist by the name of Billy Chong, who by the likes of Jackie Chan just never really got the same success as he did. And it's a damn shame because the movie I've watched today called Crystal Fist from 1979 just really shows how capable and talented he really was just as much as Jackie was. Uh, it's such an entertaining, fun film despite it biting off the gimmicks of Jackie's earlier films. It's its own thing and I do highly recommend it. All right, guys, and we're back from our break. Let's go ahead and talk about 2019's Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh, this is directed by James Mangold, who's also directed a little film that came out this year called The Dial of Destiny, featuring a little man named Indiana Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Right off the bat, Cam, where were you at of James Mangold? Were you a fan of his work before this film? Huge, huge. Oh, huge okay, fan. gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so what were some of your favorite films by him before this? Oh, Identity, Copland, uh, and... Uh, you know, I was back and forth on Free Tin to Yuma, whether it's better than the original or not, but I, I love his sense of just kind of uh, westerns, neo-westerns, if you will, just where he takes kind of character studies and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's 
plenty of movies which people might vary on, but you should watch all of them. Just to, uh, just giving how he just loves getting heavy subject matter and making it accessible to all kinds of eras. Like, he makes dad movies, he makes, you know, popcorn movies, he makes all kinds of movies. <laughs> yeah, man, this is kind of like the Oldsman dad movie, at least for 2019. You know, when I was uh, <laughs> totally. re-watching this for my girlfriend, or with my girlfriend, excuse me, I, um, I described it as the Ultimate Dad movie, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And apparently he was set to do like a Bob Dylan biopic with Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, dude. I, I have heard about that before, Bob Dylan specifically. That's funny. But um, did you I, have a chance to watch a- Ford vs. Ferrari in theaters, Cam? I, I unfortunately didn't, but I did see it on the movie channels and... Uh, I'll, I'll, let me tell you, dude, you know, like, you see the trailer, it was one of those, it could go either way. This will either be, you know, a well-acted, not unremarkable, you know, movie, or it'll be a cool biopic with some racing action, you know, and mm. I, I was happy to report the latter just because, again, you got the Punisher, Batman, and Jason Bourne in the same movie. But seriously, <laughs> like, it, it's just very well casted. There's very snappy dialogue. So anyone looking for, like, say, maybe a Wolf of Wall Street type movie is going to be entertained. People watching just all kinds of other accessible, just thematically rewarding biographies are going to get something out of it. It's not just a car porn movie, you know? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You're absolutely right, man. The action for this is pretty solid, too. It's hard to tell. You know, they could have easily done that. Said, hey, you know, it's a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Shut your brain off, you know? <laughs> that is true as well. I would have been something else. Fast and Furious with Christian Bale. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's well, funny. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> yeah, man. I also, I did have a chance to watch this in theaters, though. Um, and IMAX, and I you, adored dude. this movie. I wish I saw it in Dolby, but we didn't have a Dolby screen at that point. Um, the sound design of this film is absolutely impeccable. Um, I did see Dial of Destiny in theaters, though. So, uh, but okay, um, okay. Uh, are you a fan of the main actress uh, playing the one spouse, Catriona uh, Bolf? from Four vs. Fry? Yes. Yeah. Don't know her from anything else, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, uh, she's Miles uh, Christian Bell's wife, and was in. Yeah, she's an Irish actress, best known for shows like uh, Outlander. You've probably seen her in stuff like Now You See Me, Super 8, Money Monster with George Clooney and Julie Roberts, and uh, Escape Plan. Super 8, I said J.J. Adams from I need to watch that again, man. It's been years. No, no it's all good. I Yeah, that was, that was uh, a blockbuster yeah. rental now that I think about it. Outlander you might like if you're into Lord of the Rings Highlander type stuff. Uh, it's just interesting just seeing how she was able to just these Irish actors, I don't know what it is they're able to hide them, those Dublin accents of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny, man. Um, for a little bit of a recap of Ford vs. Ferrari um, funny enough, this movie is almost a sequel to Ferrari. Um, it takes place years after the events of the Ferrari film um, and this is all about Ford trying to win the Lamont from Ferrari. Um, we have mm-hmm. Christian Bale, who is playing this kind of mechanic guy, who's the, you know, more or less the Han Solo in this. He's the best pilot in the galaxy, he but he's is. scrappy. Um, he's not well liked by the public, kind of thing. And we have Matt Damon playing Shelby himself, who you know can't race any longer due to a heart condition, um, but has the drive, has the passion, has the desire to still win and succeed in this business. Of course, um, yeah. And they're given the opportunity to team up with Ford. And to go against Ferrari, who had won the Lamont for, I believe, five years back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. 
And Something like that. They developed it, the, the Shelby, and, and, and it wins Lamont. We get, it's this whole journey of them, you know, building the car together, testing the car, um, and going against Ferrari, kind of getting the respect of, uh, of of Ford Jr. actually as well, too. Like you said, we got some great casting in this. Christian Bale, Matt Damon. We have John Berthall in this as well, which is always fun to see. I love how they go just, like, right at it. Like, they instantly just get in a fist fight. They're like, okay, I'm taking you down. And then they pretty much... Mm-hmm. They get that out of the way, and I, I, I you know, let, let's say, for instance, maybe that's not exactly how it happened. Maybe it took a few years. That's cool that the movie just gets all that drama just out of the way and just says, hey, you know, they didn't like each other, but they respected each other, and eventually they see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk about real quick in this film specifically, obviously the sound design is incredible, um, but what really goes hand in hand with this is how gorgeous this movie looks as well, dude. Um, this is one oh, of my yeah. favorite movies from 2019. I have the 4K Steelbook, and even upon a rewatch, Raj, it gets like the heart racing throughout the entire thing. It's incredibly well shot, incredibly well directed. Um, the acting's on point to a T. Um, you know, the races, you you feel the engine in your chest almost, man. That's a feeling I'll never forget sitting in that IMAX, the AMC 14, watching this opening night. Was just that. That like almost gut punch from hearing this damn show me they're building, especially when uh, Christian Bale goes and test drives it, and we see uh, where well, he test drives like the second model. Let me bring him to the hangar, saying, "You know, the first one's kind of dog shit here. All the reasons, things wrong with it. Um, we get yeah. revving the engine with that second one. It's, it's not going the way he wants it, and he's having to mm-hmm. exactly make do with what exactly, man. What are some things off the top of your head, Cam, that you like about Ford versus Ferrari? Uh, definitely the boardroom scenes, man. You know, Josh Lucas's character doesn't have their same interests either. He's like, you guys mm-hmm. are crazy. Won't work. Will not work. And it goes right into just the whole the German motors and everything and just reminding you, hey, you know, this uh, you know, this didn't happen overnight. Everyone had to convince each other, test it out. Let's say he didn't race all these anyway. Still, I just the movie's good at blending history with entertainment and mm-hmm. It's just, you you feel very rewarded just going about, and like you say, yeah, the racing does deliver. It's not like some other lesser racing movie where you're waiting for, you know, the action and then getting bored and then <laughs> waiting for the next car chase. It's, it's all, like, the characters have enough meat on them to where it's like you want to see them, you know, engage, and it feels very storyboarded. It feels very fleshed out, and, I mean, I think there's a reason these guys worked on you know, the last Indy Jones movie, they, they're good with car chases and just info dump and then going back to running. <laughs> that is, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. And obviously we kind of call this like a good like dad movie, good father movie kind of thing. Um, but one oh, of the yeah. things I love that's fleshed out about this is the father-son relationship with Krishna Bale and uh, the kid from The Quiet Place. I forget his name all the time. But he plays Peter in this. Um, he's also, Here. I believe, in that movie with Ewan McGregor and Tom Holland, uh, the the tsunami one. That's the same oh. kid, I think, right? With Tom Holland? It might be. It might be the impossible guy. Uh, the impossible. It is the impossible. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's him, man. I think he's the little brother of Tom Holland in that. Don't, don't you be. <laughs> we're doing the fact check right now we're doing the fact check uh he's in a quiet place one and two he's mm. in honey boys and i'll try he is honey boy yeah Holmes and watson no i'm I'm not seeing it but he's been in with matt damon and sir berbicon so there's a connection um wow <laughs> he's not in the impossible no 
He's just a lookalike. He's a doppelganger. But anyways, I, I love the relationship between them fleshed out in this film. Um, obviously, like towards the end, we do get the unfortunate death of Christian Bell's character. Um, his son is watching this with Matt Damon at the track. It's gut wrenching, man. It, it's truly a gut wrenching yeah. scene. Um, and then Very they're meeting stuff. with with Shelby afterwards about acknowledging the wrench that you know Bale threw around him earlier. It, it's all very heartwarming and, and gut-wrenching. Um, love that relationship to a T. It's one of the better ones in recent films for a father-son thing, in my opinion. Um, what are some oh, other things you point. like about this one? Just everyone just says what's on their mind as opposed to holding back or feeling over-scripted or like a stilted you know, screenplay delivered very well by actors. You actually feel like you're getting the meats and potatoes you know, of the operation and it. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to just everyone kind of gets a moment in the sun. Like, everyone gets to say, hey, you know, I, I disagree with you, but I'll let you race. You know, I'll do this and that. It's It doesn't feel like everyone's just doing kabuki theater. They're actually <laughs> wanting to give you an idea of what good came out of this race. You know, Right, that part. Well, let me ask you this real quick, man. Are there any things off the top of your head you don't like about Ford versus Ferrari? Uh, you know, I, I, I really can't. I mean... Don't get me wrong. This is subjective. I, I I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did. Like I neither. Fair enough. Because you know it's just a race movie. You can only do so much. And um, I would have maybe liked to see a little more of John Bernthal. I just but I don't know how big a character he was in the actual real life story. So I, I don't I don't know. But mm. it's cool to see him as one of the guys overseeing the mechanics of it. <laughs> no, I feel you on that, man. I'm kind of the same way. Like this, I was not expecting to like this movie. Um, however, my, my buddy at the time, Steven, like he convinced me to, to see this thing. I'll never forget it. He saw this movie, I think <laughs> seven times in IMAX throughout its entire run. Seven. He man. adored it, man. It was ridiculous. It's part of the box office, man. Um, yeah, for real. And then so I'm, I'm like, surprised oh, he, he convinced me I have to not see seen it. it. I have not seen it at all on cable lately. I'm really surprised. You know, it was on the movie channels for a while and usually stuff like that. I would think this would be a TNT FX, you know? <laughs> weekend moving yeah especially with thing. um you know with the holiday season going by too you know if like it's this is kind of a good thanksgiving movie, movie. <laughs> yeah it really is man so yeah point deducted for the studio not caring enough about their awesome movie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> readily available <laughs> right that part um but yeah man i i adore this thing i personally don't have anything wrong with this one this i gotta be blunt with you bro this is kind of a perfect movie in my opinion I'll, I'll wait for the next part of the review. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you think you're going to... Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you spill the beans on the next part. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are, you, what are your uh, th- final ratings for uh, Ford versus Ferrari, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a thousand Death Stars with a few Five Slave Ones and uh, 20 bounties on Darth Vader's head. Okay, okay. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, for me, it's a Coruscant. <laughs> um, yeah, I adored this movie, man. I really did. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. And it still holds up, which is all you can ask for. Incredible sound design, really good soundtrack, um, gorgeous cinematography. Gorgeous, like, steelbook, too, man. Props to you, whoever was the artist for that thing. Are there any um, good special features? Oh, don't ask me that. I guess get the standard for it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally forget about the features, man. But, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari definitely holds up. Um, but, yeah, guys, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break to get ready to talk about Ferrari. We're having Jake join us for the Ferrari segment. 
But Kim, it's been good getting you on here for this bit. Where can our listeners find you and your podcast if they don't follow you already? Your RS podcasts on Instagram, Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, as well as all the other social medias. We're always doing a pop culture variety show act. Uh, we're looking forward to the various guests that we uh, interviews that we're uploading for the uh, 2024. We, we've interviewed all kinds of people from uh, more indie filmmakers to even a presidential candidate. So that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's, that's fucking sick, right? A presidential candidate, dude? Step yep. in it up uh, over here. Uh, Jay, Jay Uger, who you might know from the Young Turks progressive talk show. Oh, nice, man. Nice. Uh, and he it's interesting how he just wants to just, uh, you know, uh, try and keep money out of politics and just try and either be just, you know, if no one else is going to step up to the plate, he's just doing it to overall make... Uh, take a stand and just say okay i'm gonna say something even if i can't legally run i'm gonna say something <laughs> well, there you go man there you go oh boy well cam it's always good getting you on here for a bit it's been a great having a chance to talk about some four versus ferrari with you for our yep, listeners I'm... we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we're talking about michael mann's ferrari we'll be right back guys Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? It's it's Yates here, and I played Jason in Galaxy of Films' newest short film, Distinguished. I just wanted to take a sec to interrupt the podcast to let you know that as of July 15th, Distinguished is available right now on the Galaxy of Film website and YouTube channel. Check it out. Don't be a dick whippet. Come on. All right, guys, and we're back for our second break. Joining us here is none other than Jake. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Just been knocking out these awards films. Been seeing a bunch of them lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting ready for uh, this event in a couple weeks. Yeah, and next week, man. Close. Next week. Yeah, next week. That's right. That's how close it is. It's insane. Time flies. Uh, super excited to to meet everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. We were talking a little bit earlier in this episode about awards bait because um, nice. this week you dropped the episode of Naima, who's producing Goonies, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't think you've been on the main show since you started Awards Bay, have you? No, no. Crazy. A, yeah, I know. It's been, <laughs> it's been a long journey, and what a what a you know what a way to come back to it mm. uh, than with Ferrari, which is kind of in its own way uh, one of the movies that we've kind of been talking about as the season's been going on, and mm. to kind of come to a head with it here is going to be fun because I think this is like the only like real like awards contender that has been a main show uh, film that we've discussed so it's fitting to return with this one right. I think so it's going to be fun <laughs> that works out man that's, that's pretty cool um, yeah. real quick just in case some of our listeners aren't familiar with it for whatever reason give us a little bit of a recap of what awards bait is I mean I've been plugging it every week on the show yeah. kind of deal but you know, now to have your voice here again on the main show, just to hear it from yourself. Yeah, so Awards Bait is uh, sort of a uh, 
relaunch of a show I used to do way back in the day uh, called, uh, I don't even remember the original, uh, Blind Blind Awards Race or something like that. Yeah. It was back on the Mayhem podcast feed uh, back in the day. And uh, upon joining Galaxy of Film, uh, Max and I discussed kind of bringing this back. And uh, it's been a lot of fun bringing it back. So it, basically what it is is it's me uh, and as often as I can, I'll have a guest host. And we'll kind of run through uh, various predictions going through. Now, at this point in the at this point in the awards race, we are now past the prediction phase. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, I've been having a lot of fun kind of experimenting with the show. So like this last week, uh, this episode with Naima that I just did on uh, on this on the uh, on the audio podcast, we'll get to the video uh, YouTube component a bit later with that one. But it's it was really fun, kind of getting into the nitty-gritty with like okay what would like what would be some films that maybe are not gonna get some awards recognition like what can we talk about there and ferrari was one of those ones that we discussed because you know it is largely going under the radar when it comes to the Mm -hmm. uh voting body and uh you know for better for right or wrong that's what's happening uh, so we kind of shine a spotlight on those movies, and as well as like just looking at some of the ones that kind of blew up in their face. It's just all of the awards like misses. That's what we discussed this past week. So if you want to tune into that, it's a, it was a lot of fun recording that with Naima. Uh, I believe that was her kind of uh, Galaxy of Film podcast debut. So that was really <laughs> cool to kind of to kind of mm-hmm. get that done with her. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to experiment more in the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, I mean Oscar seasons. We're in effect. Like everything has been released at this point, so now it's just about getting those mm-hmm. nominations. Uh, so it's it's been a fun ride, and it's been fun kind of tracking it because back when I used to do it, it was more like at this point in the awards race, you kind of run out of steam with this stuff. So it's been kind sure. of fun, like it's been kind of fun reshaping and kind of restructuring the show. Uh, so I, I've been I've been loving the ride. I've been loving the opportunity, and I hope everybody's been enjoying it. But yeah, every other Tuesday, uh, come tune in. It's been fun, and uh, check out we have we have YouTube episodes dropping as well. Uh, we're still in the catch up mode of that right now, but but once we're caught up, uh, it's going to be dropping pretty much day and day on those Tuesdays. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So tune in if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, we've got like I think we're on like episode nine coming up here. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I'm glad you got yeah. the the positivity rolling forward still, and so happy to see yeah. what's been doing so far. Um, and especially, it's really cool to get Naima in as well, just because obviously she produced Goonies and she was in Novex, and with those being, you know, the most recent things you've been working on, it's like ah, it's it's almost like the perfect perfect crossover kind of deal. Oh, totally, you know? and it was so cool to like. Because, you know, I mean, she's she saw a lot of the films that we discussed, but, like, there were so many that I, like, put her on to. So I was so, like, I loved that. Like, mm-hmm. and I had I had Will on the show as well, and Will is not a big awards, like, race guy. And uh, I got to put him on to a bunch of movies. So it's also just about opening up your horizons to films that you maybe sure. wouldn't. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I really like shining that kind of indie spotlight. And that was that's what I've been able to do this whole time. And especially this last one with Naima, it really felt like it, it felt kind of like a checklist of like, all right, here's the ones that you're not going to hear about in mm-hmm. February. So, you know, why don't you double back before the year ends and check out some of these really great films? And I think Naima, I, I was able to kind of 
expand her watch list uh, exponentially. So it was really That's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And you mentioned you got some other good names on this show, too. Obviously, you had, like, Michaela from Drink the Movies make her debut yes. on the show. Um, you had Ron from Mayhem also come on for yep. an episode, too, which is pretty cool. Um, of course, some returning voices like Uncle Brian from Drink the Movies and Old Republic. Of you course. Yeah. Got to have the David classics Rosen. there. Yeah, yeah David Rose time. piecing it together. Good stuff, man. I'm glad you got that train. Keep on going for you. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. Hell yeah, fun. man. Um, obviously, we're here to talk about Ferrari, like you said. But something I want to talk about real quick, Jake... Um, because I know out of everyone we've had on this podcast over the last three years, you can relate to this the most. Um, the theater experience and, and my whole spiel I'm about to go on kind of ends with Ferrari. And uh, first of all, I'm curious, right off the bat, what was your theater experience like for Ferrari? Was it good? Was it pleasant? What was, the, what was it like for you? So I had a day off yesterday mm-hmm. and... For the first time since 2017, I saw three movies in the theater yesterday. Back to back to back. Yeah. Nice. It was so fun. And I started with Ferrari because your letterbox review made me think, you know what? If I end with this, I'm going to want to pack up and head out. So I'm not going (laughs) to end with that. I'm going to start with it so that I'm forced to sit there. Mm -hmm. Uh so for Ferrari, though, because I went to a 9.15 a.m. showing. Oh, my God. That's early as hell. Man. I've never seen something before, like, 10. I think it's because of, like, the holiday. Like, okay. this, this whole week, everybody's off. So, like, they and, – and the theater was packed. Not, not Ferrari, but, like, the other two that I saw <laughs> were packed. Okay. Um, Ferrari was pretty empty, I think, because it was so early. Uh, but it was a good theater experience. I, I, I had a great time. The second movie I saw, Migration, I was the one adult – alone and that sucked um so i sat next to like a child and then like someone's mom and i'm did like you, i shouldn't be here did you see the moon short film for that as well for minions yeah the vector thing that was fun okay sweet it. sweet yeah, i'm yeah, a big minions was, guy so yeah i i definitely i i thought that was cool and i think they got seagull back too which was really cool jason oh, seagull really? voice vector yeah that's it cool. was fun it was a fun one but then and then I saw Poor Things, and that's the one I really wanted to see. Okay, yeah. And I ended the day with that. That movie, the screen went black about 45 minutes in. So that was that was how I ended the day. And then I'm like, are you? I had a, just a wave of panic. And I'm like, this is the only movie I really wanted to see today. This is the Emma and Stone like, movie, right? Yes. Okay. And I was like, the mo- I'm, and then the the movie restarted. And I'm like, do I have to watch this whole like these 45 minutes again? Luckily. For the first time ever, it went right, and they just fast forward to where we were. I'm like, thank God. I was, so I got to finish Poor Things. Okay. But Ferrari was a good experience. Everything was good. I, the sound was great. Uh, it, it worked out. I, 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 No complaints. I know usually I have complaints, but this time for Ferrari, mm-hmm. I didn't have any complaints. But do you have something? And this was the same theater you've always had issues with before of having like the no. format. No, okay, gotcha. So no, this, this one, I've, I, so I moved uh, further up from where I used to live, and okay. the one I go to now is is very rarely is there an issue. Okay, so this is a safe zone. Thing. This new place. Yeah, this okay. this this one I go to only to have good experiences. If I'm feeling risky, I'll go back to where I my like my family lives. The old stomping Yes, and then that's dangerous. Like, I'm playing... Last time I went there, the power went out, and then I had to refund. I'm like, that is, you guys suck. So I'm not going there anymore, if I, I, if I can help it, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, for the last two years almost, I, I feel like there's been a steady decline in my theater experiences. Because that's something we've always talked about on the podcast for new releases, at least. 
Yeah. And it's no secret I go to an Alamo draft house. Um, I used to go to AMC 14 back when I was living in Fayetteville still. And I had the IMAX. Now it has Dolby. So anything I see in Dolby, I'm seeing back in Fayetteville kind of deal. Um, but everything pretty much now is the Alamo that I go to. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put it this way, man. When I moved to Raleigh initially, and I, a big key factor of so where I was living, my number one checklist part was I had to be within 15 minutes of this Alamo draft house because I loved this theater so damn much. And unfortunately, it's turned to absolute shit. You know, uh, a big thing the Alamo has, people being ejected from the seats. I remember last year we were talking about Morbius, how a dude was screaming out about for like an hour about fuck Jared Leto. And that killed it for me, dude. That, that was what this podcast was founded on, for Christ's sake, was my hatred for that. Jared Leto. You know, and it, it was over at that point. I was so fed up because this dude, the theater just would not shut up. Um, earlier this year, from one of their chicken wing like items in the menu, that was part of a limited thing because I have limited menu items. Got food poisoning from that. Um, oh, when I had the Jurassic Park 3D experience this year, they had, like rejected my ticket, like wouldn't let me in the theater. I had to come back another day. This is the same thing when I saw Old Boy for National Cinema Day. I was a whole headache, and they tried to like not let me in and argue with me. Um, hmm. it, it's just gone to shit, dude. It really has. And so, you know, Caleb and Drake, who are our PAs in all my films, they've been on the podcast and whatnot, um, they usually go to the Alamo with me. You know, they're my two movie guys in Raleigh. I'll go see stuff with them all the time. And we had this long discussion the other day, because it's been no secret, like, the Alamo's just been going to shit, going to shit. And a big thing that's kind of like a big piss-off recently is they upped their prices for all their menu items, and they added an 18% service charge on wow. top of their menu items for their wait staff. Plus, you gotta leave a tip still. It's crazy, man. And, and have you ever had AMC A List for all the subscription I, services? I do have A List, yeah. Okay, so you're you're familiar. You do twenty some bucks a month, and it's like yeah. no fees for the three movies a week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can use them all three in one day, right? Yeah, I did yesterday. Yep. The Alamo, you can use one a day, three times a week. And you still get charged a convenience fee despite having the membership. That's lame. Dude, yeah, man. I went, when we went to go see a Ferrari, I got two beers. And then, uh, what would we have? I think we had fucking, uh, uh, what appetizer, dude? I forget what it was. Uh, chips and queso, whatever. 40-something dollars. You know, the Alamo has just skyrocketed. It's insane. So anyways, I'm having this conversation with Caleb and Drake. And we're kind of like going through like the pros and cons of being there. Um, Because my whole thing is, like, I don't want to cancel and have to go see an A24 movie a week later. Because the Alamo, if you cancel your service, you can't reactivate it for six months. Kind of like Planet Fitness does. So it's kind of like, you know, a double-edged sword in a sense. We're going going through, and we basically come to the conclusion that we we just want to cancel our season pass. And I, I tell Caitlin, my girlfriend, when we go see Ferrari last night, or the other night, I'm like, look, you know, this is this theater's last chance. You know, this theater, if this experience is awful, we're leaving. And our Alamo in particular is one of the only Alamos in the country. I think there's only like four or five that have a bar on, out like in the lobby. It's a movie-themed bar. It's called Video Vortex. It's pretty cool. It's like a VHS rental shop in the lobby. It's a cool setup, man. Um, so we go early so we can get drinks and everything. We're having a good time. And we get in that theater, man. And I don't know why there wasn't a sign, why no one said anything. Why, whenever we placed order cards up, because that's how everything's done, and they just raise a ticket and like raise it upwards, so you're not speaking to the wait after in the film. It was never addressed, but it was like 30 degrees hotter in this theater. 
Like, mm. it was as if it was a heat wave, man. And I've never had this experience before. In, in anywhere other than an abandoned building. I was super into, like, urban exploration when I was in high school. So, you know, we're b- breaking the places like asbestos and all this kind of shit, man. And I've never had a breathing problem in any kind of facility other than an abandoned building before. But it felt like I was suffocating, bro. That yeah. last act of the movie, I was coughing and dying in there. It was insane. Just utterly ridiculous, man. Um, was there ever, like, a follow-up with, like, what was going on? Like, that did place they say two tickets up. No one said a word about it. Wow. No one said a word about it, man. Uh, prices just inc- crazy. I, I just can't anymore. I can't justify being treated like shit at a theater to the point where I'm being told I have to go to a different screening of the movie because I didn't want to open the door that they close yeah. five minutes early kind of deal. You know, I'm tired of getting food poisoning. I'm tired of the food being prices being raised constantly. I'm done. I'm just fed the hell up, man. And you know what? So be, I didn't realize that also I do get vouchers for like free concessions and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. through my season pass, kind of like how A-List was. And so I saw I had a bunch of food vouchers. So I looked at Caitlin. I'm like, you know, we got to go see the boy in the heron for the podcast next week. Do we see at the Alamo and get a free appetizer? Do we go to like a Regal or somewhere else kind of deal? She's like, let's do the Alamo. Let's use the coupons. We'll go. And I think it's funny as hell, man, how for the first time after having this pass for almost three years, I get recognized by one of the member exclusive items for free on my last time going because I just canceled the shitty ass membership. <laughs> nice. It's pathetic, man. It, it well, breaks how was the experience tonight? It was tonight was okay with the boy in the hair. Um, I no mean, it it was okay other than the loaded fries being cold and soggy as hell and like nice. almost wet. Like I could tell they were sitting under a heat lamp for about fifteen minutes before brought to me. Oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, man. And, like, my soda costing $9 after a service fee. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like you're getting a large soda. You're getting, like, a restaurant cup, like a glass. Yeah. Yep. The the see-through plastic Pepsi ones that are every shitty restaurant. Yeah, dude. At least Um, it's bottomless, right? I I guess, yeah. Bottomless is in I got one refill because they forgot the second one. (laughs) Yeah. So... Unfortunately, my time at the Alamo Draft House has just come to a close. Um, damn shame. So yeah, a damn shame, dude. Severely disappointed. I used to call this like the best theater in the world. You know, yeah. obviously we got the event planned for next week at the Cameo Fable. It's a little indie yep. art theater. Whenever we were talking about doing a second one in Raleigh, I'm like, maybe we'll do it at the Alamo. You know, maybe it's a safe bet. I don't know if they can even handle us at the Alamo. Yeah, they can't handle it, man. Shit. It's unfortunate, but what can you do? Let's go ahead and talk a bit about Michael Mann's Ferrari. Um, real quick, Jake, how familiar are you with Michael Mann's filmography? I think the only thing I've seen is Heat, which we covered on the podcast last year. I think the only Michael, other Michael Mann film I've seen, I, I don't even know. I've seen like this one. I, I don't think I've seen Heat, which is really? insane to me. Yeah, I, I have not seen Heat. There is one that I've seen, and I don't remember what it was. Was it but... Thief by any chance? wasn't thief either hang on there's one let me see here i saw um i oh shit oh i saw collateral that's the only other michael mann film i've seen interesting okay so yeah we were both kind of going in this one directorially blind then (laughs) yeah i haven't seen a lot of his like well-known films but collateral and now ferrari i'm definitely interested i i need to see heat i've started i think i've seen like bits and pieces of heat 
but never watched the whole thing. Uh, a true crime masterpiece, man. I need to see it, yeah. So good. For sure. Um, do me a favor, Jake. I-, I want you and your best words, best way possible, to give me a small recap of Ferrari. Because oh, I'm boy. curious, because I-, I-, I have a strong feeling we have very different views on this film. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. So we've got, uh, this is essentially the biopic uh, of sorts, not necessarily a biopic, but focuses on a very specific year in Mr. Enzo Ferrari's life and uh, illustrious career, and that is 1957. And uh, in this film, we see kind of the fallout of uh, the uh, passing of his son, and uh, he has a son with Penelope Cruz, but he all, they have this kind of weird relationship where, like, he's allowed to sleep around, I guess, and she's okay with it for some reason. <laughs> and uh, we don't really get a lot of, like, background as to why that is and why that's okay. But he's keeping this kind of secret life uh, that he has with uh, Shailene Woodley and this other son that he has. He has another son, uh, but for whatever reason, that is kept secret, but not the, like, affairs that mm-hmm. he is going on. So she doesn't know about this woman. She doesn't know about this other child. That's going to come into play later. Uh, Adam uh, Enzo Ferrari is then uh, kind of going through test races, and he's kind of he's very like no nonsense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's they're, they're doing this test drive. The driver kind of wipes out and dies. And then the guy's like, "Okay, Deportago, we'll talk on Monday." And it's like Jesus, like this guy just literally just died in front of you. <laughs> and, and like his girlfriend's right there, like crying, and then you're like, "Let's let's talk on Monday," and mm-hmm. it's like Jesus, Jesus Christ, and uh, so that was intense. And then um, yeah, from there we kind of get into uh, the f- kind of failure of the Ferrari kind of brand. They're they're not meeting expectations. Uh, they're looking to try to make 400 cars a year or something like that, or sell 400 cars a year, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they're not exactly at that capacity just yet. So they're looking into potentially uh, partnering up with somebody else to kind of save the company. Uh, so those negotiations are beginning. Uh, and then Penelope Cruz is starting to kind of dig deeper and uh, with the financial uh, issues. And uh, I think Enzo ends up agreeing to write Penelope Cruz a check for half a million dollars. Uh, but she can't check. She can't cash this check until after the deal goes through. Otherwise, Ferrari is finished. Yeah. And so, from there, we kind of get into Penelope Cruz kind of snooping around with the financial uh, officer and things like that. And she ultimately winds up finding out about this other woman and the son. And uh, she cashes that check, and it, you know, it everything kind of goes haywire there. Uh, and then I think for whatever reason, they're able to make a deal. And by the end of the day, he's able to save the company, but he cannot give his uh, kind of bastard son his last name. So that's kind of the ending of it. And then there's also the big thousand mile race across Italy, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mille, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, that big race. Uh, and then there's like this insane tragedy that happens there uh which we'll get into yeah we're going really to get into it now insane. man she is crazy yeah so we get uh i believe it's deep portago right he's driving and he, you know he's insistent with the tires he's like no no no, it's fine it's fine i gotta keep going i gotta keep going hits this thing in the road and just fucking topples over and knocks into a crowd of uh kind of onlookers and i believe it was in 
I think we just saw it in uh, Gran Turismo. I think mm-hmm. something similar happened in that movie. They didn't show it to this degree, of course. Oh, yeah, and that same was only, concept, though. Yeah, same concept. I think he only kills one guy. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, much like this film, gets cleared of it because it was an accident, of course. But in this one, they show it, and it is brutal. And it, you see the kind of... I mean, it's very, like, CGI, but it's still, like, jarring, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, you see the aftermath of it. You, got, like, a you dude see the aftermath, too. Cut in half, just an eye popping out on the ground, man. It's crazy. Same. One of the most, like, disturbing scenes all year, I think. I just was truly, like, mm-hmm. baffled by that. Uh, so then we get that, and then the movie just kind of ends there with, like, this this kind of... He he ultimately is like, yeah, okay, we're not going to have my son be named Ferrari. And then from there, uh, we kind of get, like, some sentences of text like you do in every true story film. <laughs> and then we kind of are sent packing, and then that's it. And it's like, all right, well, that was that. Was that. that was Ferrari. Um, you had some really great sequences of racing. Mm-hmm. And then some some other questionable stuff, but we'll we'll get into it here. But I overall I enjoyed it, but okay. I, I think definitely leaves a little to be desired, um, because you know this could have been like this epic, kind of uh, just sprawling masterpiece, and it doesn't reach that height, but it's still something that I had fun with. It could have been my uh, my James Mangold prequel, man. You know, Michael Mann was obviously involved with Ford vs Ferrari to a degree. You know, and and it's I'm glad I got to rewatch Ford versus Ferrari after watching Ferrari, having that yeah. lens on. That I was definitely to. cool. But um, yeah, man, to start this off, my thoughts on Ferrari. Um, right off the bat, when I walked out of the theater, I looked over at Caitlin and I said, "Wow, I fucking hated that." <laughs> this bored the hell out of me, man. I'm so, so tired of seeing Adam Driver give me a terrible Italian accent. Two for <laughs> two at this point, man. This is House of Gucci. I, I didn't know what I was watching, bro. I was so bored. I almost fell asleep at one part during this movie. Um, you know, some gorgeous cinematography. I think in one bit. I don't know if this was, you know, a, a DP decision or a Michael Mann decision or who made this up, this shot. Um, there's a whole lot of use of someone walking super close into the foreground non-stop yeah. like especially like behind a window or something i noticed that too yeah it repeats like six or seven times in this film really funky um that's the ferrari shot for sure i think the movie looks gorgeous for the most part i think it's colored very well um the crash scene comes almost out of nowhere and it's it's a silent moment like the theater was completely silent for this almost gasping um great great scene my issue is i wish we opened up that scene to be real with you if we had a cold open with that, even if it was something that the event happened to the very, like it pulled a Mega Man in mind, you know, needle scratch, right. how do we end up in this situation? It's Adam Driver right. giving me a bad, like, hey, paisanos, <laughs> this is how my company fucked up. Something like that, man. Anything. That would be great, yeah. <laughs> but I instead, we, we got the, the only decent thing in this film at the very end and it's not juicy enough to save the other hour and and you know 15 minutes of this thing um i I thought the bastardized child stuff was really cool at the end of this but again it was at the very end you know I, i just don't know what it is about this movie but it genuinely feels like i just wasted time watching this i absolutely hated it unfortunately 
I'm I'm bummed you feel that way. I I think it was I don't know what it is. I'm I'm having a very interesting thought process between this and Napoleon. Okay. I don't know why. I keep on going back and forth with this because what you're saying about Ferrari mm-hmm. is sort of how I felt about Napoleon. Like not not so much that I was like bored to tears and hated Napoleon, mm-hmm. but I was definitely feeling the runtime in Napoleon and I was definitely like all of these things on their own are good. And I mentioned this on awards bait as well. I don't think they stuck to a narrative in Napoleon. I was like, are mm-hmm. we focused? Are we making a movie about his relationship with Josephine? Or are we making a relationship or uh, are we making a movie about his like decorated war career? Like yeah. I was very like, this is, this is not these roads are like running parallel, but at no point are we intersecting. Mm. And it's like, I felt that way with Napoleon, and I was like, "What the? F- what is the point of all this?" And then, and I even said that in this, I think this last episode on awards bait, where it's like, Napoleon ends with that like text as well, where it's like, Here, "Here's his war, his yeah. war, uh, the the body counts, and all these things, and also his relationship with Josephine." I'm like, "This doesn't. What is the why? Like, this doesn't even connect." <laughs> Whereas in the Ferrari, I was like, "Okay, why do I feel that way about Napoleon?" And I, I had known about your kind of uh, boredom with it going into Ferrari, so I'm like, oh boy, like I'm in for a snooze fest. And for some reason, I was like, in the beginning, I was feeling the slow burn for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not loving this at all. And then I think it, it hits a point for me. At some point, I don't remember what point it was, but at some point, I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm locked in now, and I'm in, and I'm actually like really liking this. Um, and then from there it hooked me for the rest of the film. But I, like in the beginning I was like, I don't know. But I think for me with this, mm-hmm. Napoleon faltered because there, like I said, there was no like intersection with that. And I was just like, I don't really get what the, what we're doing here. But with this, I was like, everything kind of plays into it. So it's all of it's coming and like, it's, it, it it's all of this like chaotic shit going on and at some point it's all going to kind of come to a head. And I felt like that kind of that, like that moment of all the bystanders getting, you know, killed basically mm-hmm. was the kind of coming to a head that we were waiting for. Right. Where it's like, at some point this is all going to catch up to him because like he's throughout the movie, he's very careless and he's very like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like we got to do this. If, if, if you are, you know, Two ob- two objects cannot occupy the same whatever he says that one thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that whole stuff it's like he's basically telling all these drivers that they need to be willing to die to do this and like basically. you know one of them literally did and took a bunch of people out with it and you know well, I two thought drivers that was died all- in this actually too one at the very beginning two drivers yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah right at the very beginning with the test test run and then. At the end, during the actual, the whole, the actual like marathon, the big thousand mile race. Yeah, the one who's getting um, the autograph the, for the son. Yeah, yeah, Deportago. He, yeah, he died. Mm-hmm. Um, insane stuff. And like I, that all worked for me. And I felt like, and you were mentioning the the accent. I thought his accent was better here than in House of Gucci. I will say though, there are some scenes where Shailene Woodley just gives up, and oh, she doesn't yeah. even. She doesn't even have an accent half the time, and I'm like, this is hilarious. Um, but I, I really liked 
Adam Driver in this, though. I thought he did good with what he was given. I thought uh, Penelope Cruz is actually fantastic mm. in the film. I, I loved her in the movie. And I thought, you know, I think I think she should be up there for, like, Best Supporting Actress. Like, I really thought, and, I you know, she's had some buzz going into this. I don't think the package overall is strong enough to get her there. Mm-hmm. But she is great. And every time she shows up, you're like, what is she going to do? What is she going to say? Like, you're waiting for just, she's, she just is has this intensity throughout. And, you, I mean, they make that decision, like, to have her, like, very, you know, minimal makeup. She always looks like she just finished, like, bawling her eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And you feel, you feel the pain with her. And it's like, you always feel like she's going to go to an 11 if you say the wrong thing. So be careful what you say to this grieving mother. And to learn more about that as we go on mm. was it was good. I like I felt like and then to see that flashback too with them with their son and like she just seems more happy, you know, like she looks brighter. Um it was all really good stuff for me in that in, in those scenes. Uh, you know, obviously overall it doesn't totally come together, but there are moments in here where I'm like, this this is great. But then, you know, the next scene, I'm like, oh, why? What are, what are we doing? Uh, but <laughs> oh, I don't know. Overall, for me, I it, it did work for me. Um, but it, maybe not in the way that I kind of hoped it would. I feel you, man. Yeah, I, this didn't work for me at all, unfortunately. And it's funny you mentioned comparing it to Napoleon because when I walked, left out of the theater, like my favorite thing to do with Kate is kind of like instantly critique the films. Yeah, you know, I like to get my my first thoughts kind of pinging off of her before I come on the podcast. Once once they marinate with me a bit, kind of thing. Um, and I and immediately I was comparing this to Napoleon. I was like, I wish this was more like Napoleon in the sense of taking that truth and exaggerating a bit because this was so damn boring for yeah. me. You know, where was my moment of Enzo Ferrari shooting the goddamn pyramids? You know, <laughs> I wish I had something like that. Why wasn't I getting Adam Driver outside of uh? Outside of Ford knocking him down, man, that would have led into the the second one, Ford versus Fry, even better. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I I think maybe like the, the like, because it it does remind me a little bit of like that like House of Gucci thing, where it's like mm. it's a very like the camera work, like the wit, the coloring of it. It looks it's kind of similar to. And it's got that kind of like Nyquil, like put you to sleep energy, where it's just like, you know, what what, yeah, I, I get it's it's a weird kind of genre that they're making here now. Um, it is. It's funky. It is funky, and it's it's. I'm glad this wasn't like three hours long because it could have been, you know. And it's like I'm I'm thankful that it was like a a mostly lean two hours. Like it's just kind of like. Uh, it's just the stuff that they focus on. It's not shot in a way that it's like electric, you know. It's not mm-hmm. like the, like the the scenes with Driver and Penelope, Penelope Cruz are fantastic. Like I every time they're acting together, I was in. Um, and even those scenes with him and Shailene Woodley, I was in. Um, and then the scenes where he's like kind of vetting the drivers, I was interested. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was very much captivated, but. At the end of the day, I think for some reason, like all of these scenes on their own, when you watch them, you're like, this is good. But then I think the overall package is kind of like 
missing something. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what I would change. And I read, I just read online that this was supposed to be a Showtime original. I, I so, read that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a bidding weird. war between this and A24 and Neon. Yeah. That's you know, weird. I don't, I don't know then, where this got shoveled from. I know. And, 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 and like, despite kind of, you know, you're, you were saying you were bored with it. It's like, they're, like, I thought the sound was amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a really, like, I would have, like, you know, my eardrums would have been blown out if I went in Dolby to see this. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, sound design's great. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, know and that. I, and it's like, if this was on Showtime, like, I'm so glad that at least, at least it got a theatrical <laughs> release, you know? It's like, this would have been, I would have, I wouldn't have watched this if it was straight to streaming. I would have been bored and turned it off. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so I'm glad I was at least jig. forced to sit there, you know? <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jake. What, what is your final rating of Ferrari? I I liked it. I'm going to give it a Naboo on our way to Bespin. Ah. I, three and a half. I know. I know. It's too high. But it's I, I liked it. And I, I don't know if I'm going to revisit it ever. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I liked it more than Napoleon, to be honest with you. Oh, that's fair, man. Yeah, for me, this was a, a Jakku on the way to Hoth. This was this was dog shit, in my opinion. <laughs> I hated this. It's fair enough. Yeah, it, it's a shame. I thought this was a great pairing because obviously the two Ferrari films, and it, it is a good pairing, but only yeah. one of the, half of the pair works out. Um, yeah, yeah. We got. I put a poll out on all of our social media, kind of asking our audience, you know, what they thought of the film. Um, yeah. We have twenty, or which of the two movies they prefer? Excuse me. We have twenty-two answers. Of uh, people saying Ford versus Ferrari and two answers saying Ferrari. <laughs> two answers? I didn't even say. I, I think I wrote Ford v. Ferrari on that one. I haven't seen Ford v. Ferrari since the theater. So oh. it's been a while. But it's. I remember loving it. And I remember that one was like almost three hours. And it was. Uh, it flew by for me. Like I was like, yeah. this is fantastic. It holds up well. Movie. It holds up well, man. Truly. Gotta check it out again. So good. But Jake, I think it's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week, man. Before we get out of here, I'm very curious, man. Which of these two films is a better first date movie? A better first date movie? Yeah. I mean, Ford v. Ferrari has it all. Yeah. I think that's just, you know, the the, the chemistry between those two and just the kind of overall, like, feel-good nature of that one. I think that one is. Although, if it's a first date movie... And you're just kind of like, hey, this is boring. We should do something else. Maybe Ferrari. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that might be better. So, Jake is Netflix and chilling to, to Adam Driver with a gut and a bad Italian accent. I love it. Yeah. Just just, <laughs> a, just a wide frame. Yeah, truly, man. Almost like Kingpin and Spider-Verse. It's great. <laughs> That's literally, it's so funny. Like, that, that him shirtless in Last Jedi ruined that. Because it's oh, just like absolutely. every time... He, he takes the jacket off, and I'm like, that dude is fucking wide. I love it. <laughs> Only the best shared galaxy of film, man. Uh, for the audience, it's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week, guys. Uh, we want to go ahead and from bottom of our hearts, wish you guys a very happy new year coming up. Um, you won't be hearing from us until next year. I know I had to pull that joke out. Um, next oh, yeah. week, we are talking some Studio Ghibli, talking about The Boy and the Heron and Howl's Moving Castle. Um, If you're local in the North Carolina area, we're also having our film event January 4th at the Cameo Theater in downtown Fayetteville. Uh, We're doing the Galaxy of Film Showcase and also premiering my next film, Goonies in Agony. Uh, Dude, this has been a long time coming. I can't believe it's next week. It's crazy. 
We're finally yeah. getting everybody in the same room for the first time, which has not been done, period, since we've been a company. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Shamim as well, dude? Like, come on. It's going to be a time, bro. It's going to be a time. It's going to be wild. Absolutely. But everyone, be sure to go ahead and check out our YouTube channel, Galaxy Film Productions. You can find my latest short film, No Vex, that I also did with Tyler Jansen here. You can find Awards Bait on there as well, as well as our Spotify and Apple Music slash podcasts. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at Galaxy of Film. And check out our website, galaxyfilm.com, for everything we put out ever, basically. Um, and thank you so much for enjoying the show, guys. If you want to go ahead and support us, feel free to by following us on iTunes and Spotify and leaving us a review. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.